Speaking of making a recovery, that's what the state will have to do years down the line with the DFL triple demic trifecta in place. We are very pleased to welcome to the show. It will be a regular appearance as we kick off this year's legislative session. State Representative Walter Hudson. Good morning, sir. How are we feeling this morning? Fantastic. You ready to get to work? Absolutely. I'm here bright and early at the Capitol. I'm actually uh, walking the front Capitol lawn right now up towards the steps and uh, eager to get started on the people's work. Walls uh, yesterday during his uh, inauguration sworn into office along with uh, along with other Democrats elected to statewide office. He said the era of gridlock is over. Minnesotans have chosen. They chose hope over fear. They chose fact over fiction and they chose action over excuses. I don't expect commentary to be different coming from Governor Tim Walls, but in my opinion, unsurprisingly, not the way you want to establish sort of the ground moving forward. But this is the position that we're in with the DFL having control. Uh, Before we dive into some of the items that Walls listed off in terms of what his agenda, what he wants the agenda to entail, uh, your thoughts on the comments that Walls made yesterday during his uh, inauguration? Well, look, I mean, he's talking to a room full of his people, and it's a bit of a pep rally. It's his inauguration, so you expect him to have some uh, exaggerated rhetorical uh, dialogue as he tries to portray them as conquering champions who are about to get down to the people's business. But, of course, the side that's unsaid is that people are going to discover, much like Nancy Pelosi once said, you need to pass it in order to see what's in it. They're going to discover that the action that the DFL is about to take uh, is not at all what folks had in mind. Where do you think that will be most apparent in your in in your mind? I mean, the the, the left, as we've seen history, you know, especially at the federal level, you know, the left tends to overreach. It seems like you're alluding to the DFL potentially doing that here. Where do you think we'll see that most prominent? Well, I mean, I think the way it's going to impact people most personally is in their capacity to live their own lives according to their own values, in particular when it comes to the raising of their own children. So your ability to have meaningful control over how your child is educated, your ability to impart your traditions, your values, your beliefs, the institution of your family, your church, all of that is going to come under direct assault from Governor Tim Walz and his uh, Democrat allies in the legislature. Let's run through some of the items. Uh, He started off by saying uh, he wanted uh, to look at um, free school lunches as it relates to education, eliminate gap in special ed uh, funding, school mental health funding as well, and dollars to retain and train uh, teachers. So we'll start off with just the agenda as it relates to our education system. Your thoughts on what Governor Tim Walz laid out yesterday? Well, look, I think the best summary is Tim Walz is committed to making it prohibitively expensive to live and work in Minnesota going forward. That's what the result of this is going to be. Basically, we all are going to qualify for free and reduced lunch, and we're going to need it because we're not going to be able to afford to live. Um, I think perhaps, I mean, there's a lot of absurd items on his agenda, but I think perhaps the most absurd one is this idea that we're going to go to all electric cars yeah. by 2040. 2040. That is 17 years from now. We're just going to get rid of gas-powered vehicles in that time. Um, this is beyond fantasy. It's deeply unserious. 
And that's what we need to be talking about going forward, is that these folks are not serious about a sustainable future for the state of Minnesota. What do you think? Do you see that as an area of vulnerability? And what other areas of vulnerability where you feel like you could potentially pull off some, you know, some DFLers uh, over to stop some of this agenda? What do you think the, the best areas of opportunity are going to be for the uh, for the minority party of the GOP? Well, first of all, I, I think it's very uh, prescient for you to note that the fact that, you know, in spite of them trying to take their victory laps yesterday, um, the election did not give them a blanket mandate to do whatever they want. That's right. how they're treating it. That's how they're talking about it. But in point of fact, they barely won in a lot of places, in a lot of races. And so they do have vulnerable members. They do have vulnerable statewide candidates in four years if they if they take this course. I mean, they're very close to securing attorney general and state auditor. Um, and so I think the areas of vulnerability are going to be those those issues that directly affect people's kitchen table economics, their bottom line, making it prohibitively expensive to live and work here in Minnesota. And then, of course, also those social issues that have a direct impact upon people's ability to live their life according to their beliefs and impart those values and beliefs to their children. Talking with uh, State Representative uh, Walter Hudson as a legislative session gets underway. We have a talk back here we're going to play for you in uh, in just a moment. Wanted to get your, your thoughts before we play that on um, automatic voter registration. Uh, Walls had uh, mentioned this a few times yesterday during his inauguration and uh what are your what are your thoughts on moving forward on uh, that initiative well it's utterly insane automatic voter registration <laughs> so you're going to assume based on what that somebody is even interested in voting or that they plan on still living there when election day comes along i mean this is nothing more than a ballot production pipeline that's what it is yeah it's the it's the idea that we're just going to create ballots virtually out of thin air to just sort of float around there and we'll see where they land. We'll see what happens with them. Um, it's deeply irresponsible and it's actually disenfranchising. So all of their rhetoric about, you know, the sacred right to vote and how important it is that everybody's voice is heard. This is going to have the opposite effect to the extent that you're creating this ballot harvesting buffet uh, as a result of the Democrats priorities on, on elections. It is going to cancel out rightful eligible voters, and it's going to it's going to have a depressing effect upon a lot of folks who feel as though and have already felt as though the system is not fair and equitable for them. We do have a, uh, a talk back from a friend of the show. Tom wants to uh, throw at you uh, based off the DFL trifecta here in the state. Morning, guys. Listening to Robbie touch on the governor's agenda in the rundown today, it's kind of a demoralizing feeling returning to work after the holidays and realizing that the first fruits of your labor are going to be siphoned off for things that you disagree with 180 degrees would welcome your thoughts on how to approach the year with optimism. Happy new year. Yeah. I know it's something that I thought about, um, you know, Walters, we head into the new, into the new year. I'm also very aware that the DFL is going to have to own, you know, what it is that they're proposing and what, what they're able to, uh, to pass. And I'm very much of the opinion that the GOP, yourself included in that, are going to have to be very vocal in the opposition and making sure it's on record, you know, the other paths that could have been taken based off of what they may bring to the state. But in terms of optimism, you know, what do you say to a, to, to a listener like, uh, like Tom, who's, you know, kind of feeling disparaged knowing the DFL has all this power? Well, look, I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian. Um, I believe in the promise of the Bible. And 
part of that is accepting as fact, as a done deal, that God has won. The victory has already been achieved and accomplished. And there are a lot of ways in which that plays out over the course of a life. It doesn't always play out the way we expect or want. We often find ourselves going through trials and tribulations as individuals and collectively that we didn't expect, didn't ask for, but he gives us the strength to carry on. And I think that's going to pan out over the next few years here at the legislature as we work to be more than a speed bump in the Democrats agenda. Have you laid out like what's what's um, and we'll let you go after after this, uh, Walter Hudson. And thank you for the time this morning and, and the time you'll give to us this year. But, um, you know, personal goals for yourself. Do you have a, do you have any personal goals that you that you want to achieve in your time with you, your time in office? Well, I'm a guy who my, my methodology is I like to get a lay of the land before I draw out a plan for where I'm going to go. I like to be a little bit methodical. Sure. And so my, my number one goal is to just learn as much as I can about policy, about the institution, about how things work, um, in order to, to come up with that list of goals. Uh, but, you know, whatever the, that tactical methodology ends up being, in terms of what I want to affect, um, at the very least, I simply want to tell the truth. I want to tell the truth about what's being done down here, about the effect that's going to have on people's lives. I want to tell the untold stories. I want to fill in the other side of the equation because, you know, Governor Walls in his inaugural address yesterday, um, you know, he offers one side of the equation. He tells you about how he's going to give your kids free lunch. He tells you about how he's going to quote unquote fully fund education. He tells you about how he's going to spend untold amounts of money on all these things, but what he doesn't tell you is where any of that money is going to come from. And that's a story that needs to be told because it's deeply important and impactful and meaningful to the lives of people in Minnesota. Walter Hudson, Godspeed to you, sir. Good luck. Look forward to talking to you again uh, again next weekend. Enjoy the rest of your uh, rest of your day and a happy new year.